Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Join with Reed Bacon. He is back this week. Uh, before we get into the entire podcast, please, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. Please leave a comment. Also, we love to read the comments. We love to answer them. If you're listening, rate and review. Leave five stars. Download and re-download and share with friends and family. Um, follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerbison for myself. Um, but on this podcast, we are going to predict this season. What you guys have been waiting for? How do we think these games are going to play out? What is going to be the end record for the Tennessee Volunteers? We let you know, and we have some different opinions on things. Uh, and Reed also chimes in on Ricky Gibson and uh, Jordan Matthews from last week's pod and what he saw out of their film and what he thinks about those two guys coming in and being commits. So great podcast. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught. Tennessee, Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. The 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 30 25 20 15 10 5 what did he do all he did was score joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one all right so before we get into the podcast we got to shout out our number one sponsor betonline.ag you guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With Bet Online, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it. Okay. So now is the time to sign up at bet online. You can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code believe at checkout. That's B L E A V. 
and you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, have a great podcast ahead. Um, and the main reason why is because I have my my co-partner, my confidant, my best friend, Reed Bacon, back on the pod. Reed, how we doing, bud? <laughs> I am back. We are back. That's we are right. getting our best friend, Doug, back. <laughs> Did uh, you catch that? First, first, I want to first, I want to start off with some people thought Reed actually missed the pod because he chose golf over the podcast. I thought that was a very funny thing to say last week, and I also thought some of the stuff you guys wrote was very funny in the comments. Which thank you for that. Um, but Reed did not miss because of golf. There was a miscommunication about when we were recording. Um, he just so happened to have a tea time going on when I thought we were recording. I didn't communicate that to read. So it just got mixed up. Plus with the move, I think I just kind of forgot and recorded by myself. So that's why. So no one actually get mad at read. Um, but read, <laughs> you can go ahead and, and uh, defend your actions and, and tell us how you shot. Well, first off, did you not even catch my my awesome little thing that I just did? What? That I was waiting. I said, you said, Reed, how you doing? And I started laughing because I was grouping up to say, I am back. We are back. We are getting our best friend Doug back. <laughs> yeah, I danced a lot to it. I love it. Yeah. Well, because I was just watching, dude, the first Hangover, bro, I was watching it the other day, just on TV. It wasn't even like the actual version, but I was watching on TV. It, it is so freaking funny i love that i i mean there's so many parts i love but one of my underrated parts is when <laughs> when they're singing what's his name uh Stu gets down he starts singing and he's like and then we're gonna find a best friend doug and then <laughs> you remember that do you remember yeah. that? he's like doug, we'll give him a best friend but if he's been murdered by some mess what whatever he says like yeah. cracked out tweaker Anyways, um, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I also caught that you said your best friend, so don't don't think I didn't just catch that. Um, so that is very nice. It just made my week. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we, so we we had talked on Sunday of last week. It was like, hey, when do we think we're going to do it? Kyler was very. I I could hear it in his voice. Kyler's one of the nicest people in the world, but I could hear in his voice that he was not a hundred percent. And I say you're a nice person in the world because you are, but that also means you're always like giving your attention and all this stuff. But I could tell that you were a little preoccupied last week. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking your garbage disposal head underneath the sink. (laughs) Yeah. And I was driving, I was driving and I could hear that you weren't locked in. I was like, all right, so we're doing it Monday. And you're like, yeah, I guess we'll maybe try to do it Monday. I don't know because we didn't have to do one. Uh, Technically, we didn't know if we wanted to do one because we had done two the previous week. So Anyways, we were like, all right, well, we might try to do one tomorrow, like kind of, hey, just let me know. Let's let's just talk to you tomorrow. And then we both go the entire day. I didn't hear from you. You didn't hear from me. 
So it was like 5.30 on a Monday, and I was like, well, I played terrible yesterday, so I'd kind of like to go work on my irons, and so Holston's closed. Yeah. My dad and I went down to the wheat course and just uh, Williams Creek to the wheat course to play nine. And uh, matter of fact, the last time I was there was with you and Tyler and my dad. So that's I hadn't been there forever. I, I love that course to go practice and play. But yeah, we were there, and then you call, you text, and you're like, "You ready for seven fifteen? I was like, uh, "I'm on holes." And then I called you. I was like, "I'm on holes." And I said, "I could, I, I can make it back." But you were just ready to, yeah, get the whole, get the whole thing done. Yeah, exactly. I was ready. I mean, like you said, I had just been moving for two days straight, so I was just like, "I gotta get this." Done, get it over with, get it out, get, you know. So, um, yes, so Reed was not actually avoiding doing the podcast. And there were some, listen, listen. There were some funny comments. I'm not going to say they were brutal. I'm just going to say, hey, that's how people felt they felt. I mean, I read some and they, I think it's something that you would need to consider about doing the pod by yourself because I think they enjoyed it better. Um. I, I lost it laughing when someone said reads to go order must be running late. I started cracking <laughs> up. Very, very funny. And there were some other really funny ones too. And then I, I appreciate a couple of the ones that were like, no, we miss Reed. Like, you know, wish he would be back or whatever. So those, those were nice as well. But, um, but yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was funny to go through and, and read some of them. I, I also liked one that said, uh, Reed needs his own segment on the podcast called bacon bits. <laughs> I can't remember who said that, but I died laughing when I read that. Oh gosh! All bacon bits. Yeah, I got the pod pulled up. I got it. I got it pulled up here so I could read some of these, and you know, and and I try to always respond to them. But yeah, they were it. It was funny, and uh, so no, I I don't ever put really anything over the podcast. Meaning, besides you know, actual stuff, actual yeah. important stuff. No, I would have never played pick to play golf over this to be there with my big fella um anyways some of my notes from last week's pod when i listened first off i thought you did a really good job i thought i was listening to an audiobook of you describing the plays so instead of besides talking about the players you were also giving a lot of detailed rundowns of plays which we do that sometimes but it might be a little bit quicker but I was like Kyler should maybe like sell his voice just reading books because I was like (laughs) I feel like that's what I was listening to so that's one thing I was listening to yeah you're you're not quite used to the pauses in between things that's not quite how you talk uh, yeah no there's not a lot of pause I try to just get everything out there quick so it was great how you were telling the story of this play and that play um I love it was so funny we're, we'll talk I'll talk about Ricky and, and and Jordan here in a second but like talking about Jordan and the play like of course that one screen if people have watched his film that you were talking about when he came off and made the play on the screen play and uh and I was happy that you that you mentioned that and I knew you were going to mention that like I we just watch most of the time 90 percent of the time 85 percent of the time we watch film and see the game the same way yeah. i hated it i hated it um that i wasn't on there to go back and forth with you because it is two defensive backs and stuff like that but um but yeah i thought i thought you did a really good job with the pod 
And obviously there was a lot of people that, you know, someone said best pod ever. <laughs> some people, some people really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, it was, it was good listening to you, but it did, you know what the good thing was? It definitely showed me that like, I still really do enjoy this, even though there are times where I'm like, uh, like, you know, I think we both it's get that tough, way. It, it's tough. I'm telling you what consistency and like doing it every week has been the toughest thing is like, Finding the time to do it, making sure you write up the post, editing all this stuff, just like doing the research, looking into stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, God, like I get to a Sunday and I'm like, oh, gosh, OK, when am I going to be able to do this? When can I fit this in? And it's very, you know, anxious you get. But I always have a good feeling like once we're actually recording and talking together and then I always have a good feeling once I put it out and I see the comments and I see how many people watch and listen, like it always makes you feel good. So yes, there's some like up and down throughout the week of it, but like Wednesday and Thursday, like I'm pretty happy about the podcast. Yeah, no. And, and that's how it is. It's a, I just love doing it with you. Uh, Cause we just get to stay in touch. And like I said, we would be having, a lot of these conversations probably over a telephone about UT if it wasn't for doing this. So, uh, and you're right. It is nice. Like the listeners that we, that we do have, <laughs> it's not like we're not, we're not crushing it, but we have, we have a very, very good, uh, which we appreciate loyal, nice little following. And we appreciate you guys very much for that and yes. re- reading all that stuff. And yes. And then even when it comes out on Wednesday, I like to sit back and watch it like, film you know listen to where we say and talk and hear hear about it so yeah it is great but um let me just jump in to say that these two corners that we got and and i mean i i'm gonna go back and watch ricky's while we while we do this um because i i watched his and then i watched jordan's but i'm gonna go ahead and talk about jordan's now the it's probably my, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say because I don't, I, before this, I didn't, I wasn't going and watching a ton of highlight films. It just wasn't something I was doing when we, when we signed somebody, Yeah. but I've been doing it, I guess for a year now. So two years now. So I've seen enough highlight films of the past two classes. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Like I said, I'm not watching a bunch of highlights every year of a bunch of just different kids, but this was probably the I'll just say top three because I don't want to slight somebody or forget one that we've talked about. But I left this leaving after watching Jordan Matthews like, holy moly. Like, I was like, it was so freaking impressive. And, and, and the thing that was so impressive about it, Kyler, is like everything he did just looked effortless. Like, oh, yeah. So I love when Shaq says it's effortless for Steph Curry. You know, I, I remember, you know, I'm a Grizzlies fan, so I remember watching the Splash Bros come up, like, and, and start being something. And I remember when they, you know, 2012 and 13, 14, and people were still kind of like, at, at the first little bit, they're like, well, what is this? And, and and I just remember sitting back and watching how easy it was for Steph, and then Shaq started saying it's effortless, and that's how I felt about Jordan, was like everything he did was just – um was just easy, mm-hmm. was just natural. And and to make a position like corner look easy and natural, it, it's very, very special. And yeah. 
I, I have such a respect. I mean, if you can play corner really well and if you can play quarterback really, really well, like I, I think it's a thing of beauty when you can watch film on anybody playing well. Hell, I can watch a center, and if I think a center's playing well, like it's a thing of beauty, but a corner or a quarterback, how difficult that is. Um, and a lot of corners look good in high school. Mm-hmm but they might not even be that good. They might just look good because they're athletic and fast and they're just playing a bunch of man coverage. So they can look pretty good, but like all the different stuff that, that Jordan does um, was, was special. And I appreciated that you read off some of the different stuff. I'm going to tell you the number one thing. First off, I'm just going to say a little shout out to nobody because I can't say who it was, but we had some people tell us that we were getting Jordan. I said, I said, what you know, we were just talking about different people, and, and this was a couple weeks ago, and I, I kind of knew who he was, kind of didn't, you know, and I was like, well, what about the corner from LSU? I was like, do you feel good that we're going to get him? And he's like, yeah, I feel, I feel good. And I was like, okay, how, how good's good? And he's like, ninety five percent good. And I was like, wow. I was like, if Tennessee gets this kid, yeah. I said, I'll be, I'll be pumped, just because of it's a good, it's a corner. It was, it's a great battle to win over to and. And even you and I were like, 95%, we'll believe it when we see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, how the heck that's do you just, know that? Yeah, because that's just how recruiting is. Like, it's just like, you know, people can feel – because, you know, we've also heard that we have felt really good about other players. And then and then they don't end up committing here. But so t- t- the number one thing that I loved about Jordan, not even talking about his film, was that he's the number one player, number one corner in all of Louisiana. Yeah. So that was one thing that you didn't mention, and, and I was happy that I got to mention it because, bro, I've, it just might be me, but always growing up in these past five, six, seven, eight, ten years, when you hear of DBs from, LA, from the state of Louisiana or players from the state of Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and, and, and Florida – those guys are just that that state, bro. The, all those states I just mentioned. So the fact that he's the number one corner in Louisiana, mm-hmm. that means he's an absolute player. Yeah. The second thing is is that he chose Tennessee. Like LSU wasn't even the picture. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't. I you know, I don't know if they just didn't recruit him. If they dropped the ball. If he said, hey, I'm not. You know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I would love to ask Jordan one time, one day, like, why wasn't LSU in the picture? But, like, that just stuck out to me. Like, I remember seeing his Twitter for the first time, and and it said, you know, Jordan Matthews, and it said number one corner in Louisiana. And I was like, okay, wait, a lot of these kids put a lot of stuff on their bios. Is, is this real? And yeah. so I looked it up, and it was like, you know, he's the number, like, I have, let's say, uh, eighth player. So he's the number eighth overall player in Louisiana, which is still fantastic. He's top ten, but he's the number one corner. So that that alone was that was was amazing. Um I mean, the offer list is is insane. I mean, you know, uh, I threw those out there. I knew that I, I knew that that was one missing part from having Reed on the show. It's like I got to no, know that. And I pre and I appreciate you doing that because this he just feels as blue chip as it gets. Like yeah. this, he feels like a five star when I'm watching this film. And okay, so Tennessee, Michigan, Stanford, Alabama. I mean, they're it's Which nice. When, it's I, nice when there's a Bama offer, bro. Because there's some of these I guys know. that we watched their film and we really liked. And they didn't have a, you know, they didn't have a Bam offer or Georgia offer, but bro, he's got, he's got everybody. Like he's, he's got anything, you know, he had the Louisiana. It looks like, yeah, it looks like they recruited him. He didn't take a visit there, but they have the little coaches that actually recruited him. 
this is this is huge. This is huge, and and yeah. and I'll. Let I, you- I almost feel like he might not be a five star just because they've like already given out so many five stars. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like his offer list, the fact that he's number one corner, he's from Louisiana, a very big state of recruits. He's the number one corner, his offer list and his play. You think he'd be a five star. Bro. I'm so happy you just said something there because this is something that I was going to bring up at, at some point. I've been thinking about it. We always say, like, we were talking about one of those receivers, and we were talking about, you know, d- the difference between being a three-star and a four-star and a five-star, and it just hit me, like, uh, the, uh, like a week or so ago. We haven't talked about it yet. But, like, we say, like, why is he not a five-star? I'm pretty sure. I don't know this. I've counted, but I don't know if this is exact number. I think they only give out, like, 25 stars. Yeah. Like, so, so like, when you get – you know, when these schools get one or two five stars, it's 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 huge because th- th- they just don't give many out. Which exactly. which I'm happy they don't give many out. But I think people forget that. Like, so I, I was so happy you just said that. Yes, I, I yeah that that is something that I realized later on was like, oh, they only give out a certain amount of five stars, which makes sense. It's like, hey, you're the best of the best, so. Yeah, and, and if I counted it, so I think what I did was a very quick couple weeks ago when I when I thought about this, and I just looked at, like, the top 100 on whatever site, and I think like, it was, like, the first 20, maybe, maybe yeah. the first 21, 22 that were five stars, and that's it. So it's like there's there's not many of them to go around. Um, and I know that there's a way that you can look at higher-level four-stars or lower-level four-stars. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Maybe it's just it's on here. But no, anyways, let me, let me – what did you say? <laughs> I don't know how to do that, man. I, 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 what you know, you know me. I, I, until I get an update that says this person committed to Tennessee, I'm not worried about nobody. Same, same. But what I meant was, it might be like really easy for us to find. It might literally be like on here, and it like lists their rankings, and so yeah. someone listening could be like, guys, it's you don't have to find anything. It tells you, but we don't pay attention enough of that. Yeah. Um, so. Before I start running the clips and kind of talking about them just briefly, what I remember from watching was, like I said, how easy and effortless it was. But the hips, the feet, the being in the hip pocket, his awareness, his ability to see the field. That's another thing that a lot of people um, don't maybe realize if they didn't play football or, um, you know, maybe didn't play a ton of sports. And that's okay. I mean, you know, you don't have to play to be a huge fan of certain things. And one thing that I thought was funny that you said, you're like, you know, I'm I'm slow as molasses, and these knees aren't getting up very high, and I wasn't this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's an idiot. You were super, <laughs> you were super athletic for normal people, and you were still athletic for a college player. I mean, you're a two-time All SEC, so you were like really knocking yourself. But like, you're a fantastic player, but it was. It was funny you 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 saying that, acting like that. But there are some people who are good football players, and there are some people that are just good athletes. But then, like, I guess sometimes the one that that makes people great is because they have all those attributes. But yeah. then they just, they see the field really well. Yeah. So like you were talking about how you're just a you were just a technician, and you I, I <laughs> it didn't make me laugh when you're like, hey, I'm just I'm stronger than a lot of these people I'm going against. Yeah. Which which true, you were very strong, and and I just have to say this too, like. I it's it's the most Kyler Curvis thing in the world that you played left tackle because like you 
you you should have been playing guard. And like if you really wanted to be a dick and like, hey coaches, like I'm gonna play guard because that's the best for me in my future, you know, you 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 kind of in a way like sabotaged, you know, a, a, a potential NFL career just yeah. for the betterment of the, the for the betterment of Tennessee. Because yeah. if you had had, you know, two full years of playing and practicing at guard, you don't know where you would have been because that's what your body type is for. So uh, anyways, so um, you gave your all for Tennessee. That's fucking right, I did. Remember <laughs> bacon. Yeah. So, but you were talking about you were being a technician, and and I was thinking, you know, to, for myself, I was like, that's so funny because like, I, and I don't even like putting us in the same category because you're much better than I ever was. But the only reason that I was halfway decent or could compete at a, at a defensive backfield with my lack thereof speed or whatever was because how I saw the game. And it was yeah. just something that was like, I was just fortunate, like growing up, like I just kind of saw the game well. Um, and so it's nice to see when you have a freak show, who's a six one one eighty corner who moves like water, AKA, you know, Arian Foster style. Like he, he's just so fluid and so nice. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like he's listed at six foot and the guy who, told us that he was going to be a commit. Like he said, like he's actually closer to six, two. I was like, yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like the, the long arms and, and all that stuff. But when you, when you can move like he can at his size, that that's why you're, you know, that's why you are what you are. And, and, and also the other part, the person that told us, hold on. Sorry. I was playing this huddle. The, the other person that told us is, you know, this coaching, because I was saying, like, I was kind of, like, jaw-dropped it at him, and they were like, dude, this this coaching staff thinks he could be a future first-rounder. And I hear a lot of nonsense like, like that, but this time I heard that, and I was like, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, like, for sure. He, like, I mean, just because of how he moves. So, anyways, I haven't pulled up. I love that you said hip pocket. Another thing that you brought up, which was fantastic, is the lack of interceptions. Yeah. Bro, if, if people, like, aren't, aren't going to throw, and the first thing I could think about, was when Harrison was a senior when I was a freshman and you were you were still in eighth grade, so you weren't there yet, and he was playing safety. Well, I remember the first couple games of the year. For those that don't know, Harrison Smith went to Knoxville Catholic, went to Notre Dame, was a starter there. He's now the starting safety for the Minnesota Vikings, has been there for a decade, and is an all-pro safety. He went to Knoxville Catholic. He was the original just god <laughs> of Knoxville Catholic, original best football player to ever come out of there. But Reed was a freshman while Harrison was a senior. Right. So, yeah, and I'm just going to say it. Harrison might screw around and end up getting some Hall of Fame talks. I, I'm not I'm not saying I don't know if he deserves it or not. He's a, a fabulous, fantastic player. He's been incredible. But like you said, bro, you're in the NFL at the top of your – at the top of the league for a decade. I mean, it's impressive what he's done. So I mean, multiple he, times he's been on that like top 100 list. Yeah, and he's bull. He's an All Pro, Pro Bowl, yeah. all that stuff. So, but what was so funny is we would be the first game of the year, the Jamboree. I forget who we were playing. In first play, they try to say it, it's almost like I, I could I could hear these these coaches in the locker room and 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 warming up to playing us and being like. They got that Harrison Smith. We don't care. We're going right at him. We're going to test him early. And it's like, hey, that's that sounds good and, and great. But, like, there's good players. And then there's, you know, 6'3", 205, runs a 4'3", you know, 
at the, you know, that, that are totally different. Like, like I said, there's, there's good safeties in high school and then there's this. And I remember they first played the game, they dropped back and they, they tried to run a go route and they threw it. And he was just like waiting and picked it off. And it was just like the easiest thing in the world. And then we go to the actual first game of the year and like first play of the game, they try to go a go route at him. Like they're going to test him. And both these teams end up, we end up blasting them, beating them by like 50. So it's not like it was like a Maribel or, you know, uh, another good program in East Tennessee. But it was just funny. And that's what made what I thought about when you're talking about, they're just not probably testing Jordan. Like they're just not going to really throw his way. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the, what's the point of doing that? But um, so anyways, it's, it's the total package of the feet, the hips, the eyes, the awareness, um, the ball skills on the very first one where he stays hip pocket, goes up and does it. I mean, this one right here, he's playing straight up man coverage. Guy tries to get in. You know how impressive it is when he's in man coverage and they try to run a slant. And, like, it's so, so easy to complete a slant on somebody. And, and you can still have good coverage and make the tackle. But, like, they throw it. and He's, like, behind the – he's behind it, bats it down, super easy. Yeah. You know, his technique looks good. He moves his feet well. He doesn't get super handsy. Another one right here, they're at the goal line. They try to run a slant on the inside. Pop, 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 kind of reads his feet. So he's not even backpedaling, which which it, where he is, you're not supposed to backpedal if you're on the 10-yard line because you're going to give them. So he – and this is what they used to teach us in safeties. is like you kind of – which I hated it. it. It terrified me because I'm like, coach, like I'm going to have to open up my hips. If not, like this guy's this guy's leaving me. Yeah. Um, but, but so anyways, he's popping his feet, popping his feet, sees it. They go in. It's it's so easy. It's a batted ball. In, in high school football, you should be able to complete it, and he just – he stops it. I love that he has the block block kicks on here. Giving – did you didn't mention that either, did you? Did you mention the block I did not mention kicks? the block kicks, no. Um, Which but I is a, think that's very I, impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to mention it because that's a thing that you were going to say, like, hey, he's playing hard on – you know, a guy like his caliber could just be like, all right, we gave up a touchdown. He's going to catch his breath. Like, no, like he's going to give all out effort on special teams. He's the yeah. best player on the field and he's out there making difference, you know, blocking PATs that are, that could really change the game. So and it's not just one, he's got a couple on here, which is a super impressive. Um, so love to see, love to see that. I mean, I know you mentioned about the, about the tackling and hitting. I actually thought his hitting was pretty good. I mean, he kind of, wraps people up he, he tackles pretty high on a couple of them where he just like chesting them up like hitting them it's like you know I, which is great to see um, yeah I wasn't even that's what I was saying I was like I guess if you had to typecast him he would be a cover corner but that doesn't mean he can't tackle I just wouldn't be like hey this guy's a like he's gonna come up and hit somebody kind of thing I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm not he's not a cover corner he's not anything corner he's He's the whole package okay. because, because he does come up. He does, he does break down. He does. I mean, he has great technique, you know, hell I love when the guys come and fly in and chop the legs out and get all fired up. It's like, bro, he doesn't have to do that. Like, cause he just, he's just, he comes up, he sets his feet, tackles with his chest, throws the guy, you know, to the side. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really impressive. Um, it, it's, I don't want to go continue to go on too much cause we got a lot to talk about. Um, and, and you've said it, I've said it, but like this is someone that I'm going to be so so excited to see when he gets on campus. Yeah. And, and Kyler, I, I would not be shocked. And this is not knowing anything about him. This is not ever t- talking to him on the the way he plays. It seems like he picks up the game well. I would not be shocked if he's playing 
a lot of football as a true freshman. That's just me. I don't know what your thought is on that. Cause that's, I mean, playing a lot of football as a true freshman is tough, but playing a lot of foot, playing a lot of football as a true freshman corner is very tough. But like, I just don't see any weaknesses in, in his game. Like, yeah. like e- even if you're this talented, you might be a little lazy or you might not have to do it because it's something easy, but like, I love this play here where they roll out to the left and then they break all the way to the right. And this should be a wide open touchdown. He gives all he's got to fly way back over there and bat the ball away. Same thing I said about said about the effort on the PAT, but I don't what what would you think? Like, did you think he was good enough to be like, okay, I could see him playing early? I think he, I mean, I think he is good enough in and of himself, but like my thought process is, okay, who stays from this year? Like who's still here? Who doesn't like, transfer doesn't try and go to the NFL or all that kind of stuff and like you know are they three years worth of experience are they two years worth of experience like that kind of sets it up to where it's like hard for him to start like I remember committing and going to Tennessee and thinking to myself like oh yeah this offensive line room is young so I'm going to have a chance to start but it's like no all you did was go into a place where the guy's ahead of you were starting for a year so they have more experience than you so they're already one year ahead like you need to go to a place that's graduating a lot of people to where it's unknown who's good and who's not um so i think it's just if it lines up correctly but hell if it does i like i'm not gonna be mad if he starts i'll be I mad do- if he gives up a touchdown but like i'm not gonna be like oh no we can't do that we can't start a fresh like he looks great yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I just – I don't know. Like, all I can say is I'm excited because it's a, it's a, it's a tall package. Like, I mean, he's – I mean, I think he's a really good open field tackler. I think he hits well, too. Like, he's not just a good tackler. Like, he's blasted a couple of these people. Hell, I saw one of those clips running around Twitter the other day. Um, like, I guess it was his first game of this year, and there's a dude going down the other sideline, and he comes out, and it looks like – he must have been the backside corner, but it looks like he's coming down. For, it looks like he's coming down from a safety position. I'm not saying he was playing safety. I'm saying that's how it kind of looked. And he murders Buddy. I mean, he's just out there, like, just toying with kids. And, like, I mean, so you're, we'll, we'll lose um, – who's still there? War Burrell is still there. And then, and then I guess maybe Kamal Haddon or Brandon Turnage might come back and stuff yeah. like that. And I feel really good about – some of the young safeties and some of the young options that we have down at, at the star position. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I just don't even like talking that way because it's like, you don't want to get excited for, for someone. True. But it's I mean, signed. So it's but, like, you know, well, but yeah, I know he signed, but I just, I just don't want to be one of those guys. It's like, Oh yeah. Can you please close that door back? I don't want to be one of those guys. It's like, Oh, I can't wait for this player to get here because it can be incredible. And then two years down the road, we don't hear from him but I just I would be shocked if that was this kid because of everything that you see and the competition and how well he plays and there's not of there's he doesn't have a weakness in his game um so anyways okay now let's go into Ricky uh Ricky Gibson who I absolutely uh loved and thought he had the coolest name for a corner um, but what do you think about his highlight tape? If you got a chance to watch it, yeah. So I'm, I, I did get to watch it. I've got it pulled back up. Um, you were talking about it is a great name, and all all I could think about when I hear Ricky is uh, <laughs> see if you know what movie this is. He's like Ricky, Ricky Tan. Come on, 
Come on, get on up. We've been looking for you everywhere. Come on, stand on up. I don't know what that is. So it's when it's in Rush Hour 2, and the bad guy's name's Ricky Tan. Do you've seen the Rush Hours, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, so Chris Tucker's getting all pissed off because he's he's over in uh, I guess Japan or or China or wherever he's going to uh, with uh, Jackie Chan for they're supposed to be on vacation, but Jackie is still working, and so they go into the Heaven on Earth massage parlor. Oh yeah. And they and they finally find him, and Chris Tucker walks in. He's like, Ricky, come on, Ricky. Come on, stand on up. I've been looking for you. He's like, don't let this robe fool you now, boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, anyways, first, first to talk about to about talk about Ricky. Um, I don't want to. It's hard to talk about him and make it sound like I, you know, that after talking about Jordan. So I, what I've seen from Ricky, and I know you like him a lot because the way he plays, also because he messaged you about the video, so you probably love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I, I'm, but I'm going to be honest. I think Ricky has fantastic film as well, and I think he told you that this was his first time playing corner. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell people the, the first three clips on his huddle, just, just the first three, I absolutely love them and, and, and think it's fabulous. Like, so the first play, he's getting his read steps. It's an out route. He comes up, makes a great hit, you know, and it's like one, two, three read steps, puts his foot in the ground, sees it, bang. Like a lot of people, that's just going to be a catch and a tackle. I'm like, no, he comes up and finishes it and brings the wood. Yeah. So I like that. It's like, okay, it's a good little start. This next one, he, he's in man coverage, it looks like. I mean, I just wish I could stress how hard man coverage is to people. I just wish I just you it's ridiculous. Not only how difficult it is, but like how scary it also is because of like it is so easy to get open in man coverage as a receiver because you know what you're doing, they don't. And I and I thought about this with these two guys, and we were talking about with Jordan Ricky and how 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 good some of these corners are. And I was thinking, I was like, you get paid millions and millions of dollars in the NFL to get beat. And you're like, wait, to get beat? Yeah, because even the best of the best corners, they still all get beat. Jalen so Ramsey like, gets beat all the time. Right. And so it's like, whether it's Jalen Ramsey or, or uh, Tredavious White or A.J. Terrell with the Falcons or um, um, Casey Hayward for a long time, like whoever, you know, my guy growing up, Champ Bailey, like all those guys, like, you're still going to get beat because of how difficult the position is. It's like, you're just great because most guys might get beat four five, six times a game and you might get beat once. Yeah. You know? So it's just like, it's people just don't understand how hard it is. And the fact that he's on the wide side, he on the second play wide side. He, he sits there, he gets his reach steps a quarter or the receivers trying to release outside on him. He gets a little hand on him. Doesn't neither of these guys hold or get super handsy. Like they have their hands on them but these guys don't pull, hold, or whatever. They're, this is the most prototypical high school play. They're trying to roll out to a side, run a little out route. It's a very, very easy play for, for um, an offense to run in high school. And yeah. Ricky is sitting so perfect hip pocket. He turns around. He looks like he's running the route with – like route. he could be the receiver, and he jumps in and gets his hands on the ball. And then third play. So we have an out route that he made a hit. Knocked out the ball. Then he has one that he's showing where his feet are great, his techniques are good, hands. 
And then this next one, bro, where he's showing the top version and he's showing that he's reading number, you know, because that's a lot of times that's how we're taught, depending on what coverage you're in. But if you read number two, it's going to tell at safety for me, if I'm reading number two, it's going to tell me what number one's doing. So mm -hmm. if number two goes out, most likely number one's coming in, you know, and right here he's sitting, he kind of runs with number one, passes it off. He sees number two's coming. And it looks like number two is going to come on out route. No, it's a wheel route. So he sees it. Then he runs with it to show that his athletic ability. One thing that I love here, he's athletic enough and picks up on enough, but he kind of has that little bit of, if the, if the receiver was with him, he had that little bit where he's running, but kind of pinching the receiver up against the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, up against, excuse me, excuse me, up against the out of bounds. Yeah, you're so always, you're, yeah, you're always told as a corner or defensive back, when you turn and run, if you can just get, you're not, you're not pushing. It's more of a guide. Let's 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 kind of close out that space. And if the if the receiver was there with him, he was pushing out and kind of, but he was in front of the he was in front of the uh, receiver and ends up making an interception and basically ran the play for him. I just I just really really like what I see from him. I think he's fantastic. Uh, you know, like you said, you love how he plays comes up, makes tackles, make hits. He's got really good recognition. I think he has good ball skills. You know, plays I think it the ball helps well. that he's predominantly been a wide receiver before and not a corner. And, like, his knowledge of offense is, like, leading him towards, like, oh, if I was a wide receiver, I would be making this cut for an out route. I would be making this cut for this. And he kind of, like, picks up on those kind of things. And yeah, it, because I, it, it shocked me when he told me, like, hey, this is the first year I play corner. Like, that shocked me because I was like, well, you're playing like you know what's going on. You know how to play corner. And my thought process is you can know how to play corner by playing wide receiver well. And just know that, like, hey, this is what I would hate if I was a corner. And this is where a corner needs to be on a route, per se. So in my in my opinion, from playing defensive back and receiver, I think that sounds better than it actually really helps because they are two totally different positions. Now don't don't get me wrong, like it's still nice to know and to be able to see the game and think about I, I think it's more about doing little things that receivers aren't going to like. So mm -hmm. that's one thing that he knows, like what he knows that he wants to like, you know, a receiver wants to get an outside release, maybe. He knows how to maybe stop that or for receivers trying to get inside of him on inside release, he maybe knows how to like play that. So, but I think kind of once you're out there and once it in, once it's go time, like you're not necessarily thinking certain things. I don't know. That's just, that's just my opinion. I, I mean, um, but I just think, Hey, it's, it's, it's crazy that this is his first year playing it because it looks very, very natural to him. Yeah. Like with his hands, with his, with his feet, with the, just reading of the plays like this interception right here is child's play. Like it's he's backside. He's, he's got good feet. He's, he's watching the receiver while watching the quarterback, which is very, very, very tough to do. Cause you hear that. Don't get caught looking. Don't get your eyes in the backfield because it's as corners and safeties, we always want to be looking at the quarterback. Cause then we think well, we're watching the quarterback. We're going to bait him and, you know, jump around type deal. Well, the one second you start looking in the backfield and you thought, you thought the receiver was running a, a, a 10 yard out. Well, he's just cut it up and now he's five yards down the field and you're about to get burnt and be on a highlight reel, you know? Yeah. So it's really tough. To, it's it's like this weird spotty sense that you have to have like with your feeling and 
knowing where people are and, and all that stuff. They didn't attack Jordan a lot. I don't know why these people were attacking Ricky a lot because he's interception after interception, goes up high points the ball. That's something that maybe helped it, you know, from playing receiver to how to high point a ball, go up, make yeah. catch it, jump routes, all stuff like that. I mean, dude, this one where they try to run like a little option his way, and he sees – so he – this is some coaching right here because he's got his eyes in the backfield. He sees this motion. So I don't know if they were about to bring him on a blitz, which – That'd be a tough blitz because he's on the wide side, but he sees it. This is maybe just good recognition on his part, but they try to run this little option play. He he's You can see his eyes watching the guy that was in motion, and then he comes off of him when he sees the ball, comes up, makes a great hit, great tackle. I mean, dude, both these guys are players that we would have loved to play with. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, they're just – yeah, I could go on and on about these two guys all the time. I, 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 think, I think they're both fabulous. I think they're fantastic. Um. Matter of fact, I'm gonna stop watching this right now because I can just go on and on, and we gotta talk about <laughs> talk about. Yeah, we'll be here forever. Yeah. Um, listen, I, 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 why is a three star? I don't know. I don't care. He's. I think he's got good size at six one, one seventy. I love how he plays. I love how fluid he is. You know, offer list. I'm happy that we got him. You know, over Arkansas. Um, you know, which there's a couple on there. Yeah, but- I mean. Arkansas, all, I mean, he's from Alabama, so it's like, you know, our, we're closer. We're a hell of a lot closer than Arkansas is. But, they, dude, Arkansas is still kind of right there with us, meaning they still got some hype about them. There's a lot of predictions about them. So, you know, to, to get it over Arkansas is great. I mean, he had an Auburn offer. Um, he had a Georgia offer, bro. I, you know, I don't know how, how hard they recruited him. Because a lot of times, like, these guys have offers, but – and they, they might really like him. But, say, if another corner – or another person is already committed before yeah. Ricky or Jordan were ready to commit, then they're like, okay, well, that's kind of – you know how it is. Like, yeah. they, they, you know, there could be two off the tackles that they really, really like. But if they offer you and another guy, but Kyler's not ready to commit and they get the other guy, then you're kind of off the board. So, For I sure. think it's a, you know, Florida State, Georgia, like I said, Auburn's on there. Um, a lot of – I mean, a lot of the SEC schools, I think it's a really good list. I, I do. And I think – I think Ricky's I'll, – I'll be excited to, to keep up with him, see how he does this year, and I think he's going to be a stud. And a lot of these senior highlight reels are, are going to be fun to go back and watch, you know, after the season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, before we get into our season predictions, we go game by game. News that just came out today, Lynn J. Dixon is no longer a part of the team, running back transfer from originally Clemson. Um. Okay, like we didn't gain anything to lose anything, so it's just kind of like, you know, what are you going to do about it? I have no idea why he's no longer part of the team. It does come out on a Sunday. Maybe something happened on a Saturday night, but I don't know <laughs> that <laughs> because uh, I know that was a trend uh, it, for a certain amount of time that – you know, Sunday suspensions were because of Saturday nights. But uh, on to the next one. We got four scholarship running backs, so we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be we'll be fine. I mean, it's not ideal. Not ideal. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I would like to maybe have five or six. Yeah. But, you know, Listen, we we talked about it and we said, okay, great. Like, it's awesome. I was like, you know, we need depth. 
he's played a lot of meaningful football, but you and I both are pretty hard uh, critics or hard skeptics. I mean, if you if you were at West Virginia for a little bit and now you're here, like we get – I was even this way with Bruce McCoy. I was kind of like, you know, what's been going on here? There's a lot of yeah. – you know, whether it's the whole saga with some of these players that are – they're here and they're there. They commit here, then they leave and all that stuff. And yeah. I was like, hey, you know, we didn't get to see really anything in practice because he was there and he was he was still working. But he they were – it was obvious that they were just trying to get him up to speed was yeah. the best way I can say it. And he was he wasn't huge. He wasn't as big as I thought he was going to be, but he was another body, you know, and that was that was nice. But is what it is, man. I mean, this is what happens. And I'll tell you this. The one good thing about this is, is it still shows me that this coaching staff is like, hey, you, you need us more than we need you. Like not one player is bigger than this program. And I exactly. love that. And I love that we, we, we are don't have the best depth right now in that running back room. They took this kid. They gave him an opportunity. You weren't giving us an opportunity. You were not giving the University of Tennessee an opportunity. We gave those coaches gave you an opportunity. They thought you could help. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what happened. I I don't know what happened. So if if there was something else that was maybe mutual or whatever, okay, then I would then, then I'll say, hey, I was wrong. But just how it looks, you you know, Stia, like that was probably your last opportunity to maybe try something in the pros. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. So it's, you know, we, we need some more players, but, and he, he played a lot of ball. So it'd been nice to have him, but you know, if you're going to make this team worse than because of off the field stuff or locker room stuff, exactly. Deuces. See you later. We'll see you there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel the exact same way. I'm not, I'm not, not overly concerned about it. Not super worried about it. It, it happens. And I like the fact that the coaching staff was, like, hey, if you, you ain't for us, you're against us. So, all right. So funny. Good stuff. So funny. We were talking about Lynn Jay. I knew we had to talk about it. I'm still here just sitting here watching Ricky's film. I, I could just watch Ricky and Jordan play corner all the time. <laughs> uh, I just – I like you said, too, I love how Ricky shoots his gun, man. Like, when he sees it, he goes. There's not There's not any false steps with either of these guys. That's Continue. right. That's the, D, that's the DV in you. Wanted to watch more DV. Um, hold on. Did you talk about when he when he stripped, buddy? I'm just now getting back to this. I forgot about this. <laughs> did you Did you talk about it? I don't know if I did mention the strip. Oh my god, how sexy is that? That is all. And he, you know what? He had some block block pats too. Oh, I did. I did mention that. I did mention that because because it he set the edge. Guy cut yeah. inside. Then he chases him down and rips the ball out. I did talk about that. What a freaking stud, bro! I mean, don't don't quit on a play. Yeah, you did, you did. I remember you talking about. It. All right, let's let's get our break. Listen, folks. So this is just going to be. We're going to kind of go through. We're going to do what everybody does when schedules come out, and you're sitting around with your buddies, and you're like, win, loss, loss, win, win, loss, whatever. So we're going to kind of predict how we feel like this season's going to go. Uh, but obviously, the week of the games is when we're going to give you more of a breakdown. Yeah, a lot more. Uh, so starting with week one. Really not going to give any breakdown here because next week pod will be about this. But Ball State, first game of the season, Thursday night, that's a win. Um, pretty <laughs> obvious. Pretty obvious win there. Um, I think there's like different categories throughout every season where it's like definite wins, borderline, and then like losses. It's a miracle kind of if you win. For most teams, you know, I think – you know, the Ohio State and Alabama's of the world don't really have that 
sectioned off like that. But Ball State win. We will get more into it next week. We'll talk about their quarterback and their offensive line, their Lakers line, whatever they might run, all that kind of stuff. But this will be a win. I mean, is it my turn? Win. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, so we got we're we're one and zero. We're one and zero on our on our picks. <laughs> one and zero, baby. And I do. And listen on next week's pod. Uh, since we'll be talking about that game, I you know I do want to go ahead and we'll talk about you know how you feel about Thursday night games. Um, you know, as both players, how awesome it was when you were ready for the first game because a McCamp was done, but b you were just so ready for all the work that you've been putting in and you're like finally it's here let loose exactly exactly um okay i, I have such a problem i gotta turn this off bro <laughs> you gotta stop watching ricky's film man Ricky, you're, get, you're, get, you're getting a damn bro, boner underneath the table bro the, the play where he sets the edge and then he, he chases the guy down from behind yes yes that's I mean, what i'm saying How's insane is that he sets the edge and then the guy's like, oh shit. And he tries to reverse field and Ricky just hawks him and makes like a TFL on the opposite side. <laughs> tell Ricky, since Ricky DM'd you, just tell him that like, tell him like we love him. I mean, we love him and Jordan. This is this is fantastic. These some of these DBs and corners that we have are are I am officially gonna turn it off so I don't interrupt it again. But that gum. Like these guys are awesome, and someone did put in the mentions in, in the YouTube comments. Like, do we think we can hold on to these guys? That's a great point. I hope that we keep. I like our class a lot, so I hope we can, you know, keep oh, all yeah. these guys that I we, you know, get, um, you know, we forget, we forget they're committing now, but they don't, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep them all the way until signing. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be nice to these boys. We're gonna stroke those egos a little bit, which is not what uh, I'm doing. That's not my job. That's the coaching staff staff for today. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest. What I see. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing, too. Uh, okay, second game at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is ranked number 17 in the AP polls. Even after losing Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison, their big two losses, um, Pitt is still seen as, like, a very good team. But, like, I, I just – I really don't think they're as good as they – are being portrayed like Pat Narduzzi like lost his offensive coordinator and even was upset that his offensive coordinator didn't run the ball more. And it's like, dude, you won, you're in the ACC championship game. Like you're ACC champions, which you beat Wake Forest like 45 to 21. And it's like, you guys had one of the best offenses. Kenny Pickett was considered and like talked about in Heisman stuff. And, you know, Pat Narduzzi is still like, we didn't run the ball enough. That just that just gives me that Butch Jones feel a little bit. Where it's like, well, we didn't do this. I'm like, who gives a fuck if we didn't do that? Like, we won. We won a lot of games. We had really good players on our team. We won a championship. Like, why the fuck are you complaining about the other stuff? Um... And I, I, I mean, I think this is going to be a running like they're. I think they're going to pay attention to the run. I think they're going to be a running team. They, you know, they return all five offensive linemen. You know, quarterback, big quarterback, big wide receiver gone. It, 
they're going to try and slow down the game on us. But I still feel very confident because they – I would consider them technically a worse team than they were last year, and I would consider us a better team than we were last year. And we were this close, and our actually good starting quarterback came in halfway through the game. So it's like, you know, pick like I think we actually have a better chance of winning this one. I think we win, and I think we win somewhat easy. Okay, you, what do you think? Like fourteen? I, I yeah, I, I I think we're gonna win by like 10, 14, maybe seventeen. And even if it is, even if it's only a seven or ten point game, I I think I'm as a fan, I don't think this is one of those that I'm gonna be nervous about because I feel like we're gonna just kind of be winning. This is a revenge game for me, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it that the week of that game. But I remember fast forward or or kind of backtrack, not fast forward, but backtrack a year ago and what I thought about this game and how completely different it is. And, yes, we're I feel like we're a much better team. I don't think they're as good. They can't be as good because they just lost one of the best players they've had in multiple, multiple years or maybe even in their program history at quarterback. And I don't like Pat Narduzzi. And if I wasn't going to a couple of another away games already, I would go to this game. I want this game bad because – they got lucky last year. That's how I look at it. So yes, I but I I do think that we win. Yeah. And um, also I'll, I'll finish. I'll I'll tie this in at the end of the at the end of the podcast. I love that we're not ranked. I love it. But I can promise you, I think we're going to be ranked after we go up there and give them an L on their home home field. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially if they're you know they play West Virginia their first game, which I love because it gives us a look at like what they're going to look like. They can't just they're not playing a cupcake. They can't just like go out there, run a four, three defense and they actually run a bear or like go out there and just run inside zone when they actually do a lot of counter and power. Like they have to actually run their entire offense, run their entire defense. Like we played Oklahoma my senior year. They played a cupcake their first week. We were their second game and they ran a four, three defense versus that team. Then ran a four, three defense in a decade. And they ran a 4-3 defense versus that team because they knew we're not going to give film to Tennessee when we play them. So, was that, were you there the year that we played them here in Knoxville? Yeah, it was my last year. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I choked on – not from you, but from Butch. Oh, I know it's All not right, from so, me. So, Akron, that's a win. So, we're 3-0 and on both of our accounts. That's right. That's right. One funny thing I noticed about Akron, I was like, they actually have like an LSU wide receiver and a Minnesota running back. And I was like, that's kind of a thing that I guess this transfer portal hasn't really known is like random teams that you think are bad might just have like one or two guys that are actually really damn good because they just transferred in so they could play. So it's like very kind of like, hey, watch out for that guy, you know, whenever. That's how it was uh, last year. Towards the end of the year, I forget what team it was that we played, and they had those two receivers that were dogs, and we were kind of like, "Do you remember that? You remember that?" It was towards the end of the year. Um, I'll I'll look up last year's schedule in a second, but anyways, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, okay, big one, Florida at home, September twenty fourth. We're going to that one, right? You and I are going to that one. Did you talk to your wife yet? Make sure. Uh, that- I will talk to her. Yes. You better. <laughs> Um, uh, this is a, I mean, monumental game for Tennessee for director 
direction of the program for Josh Heupel. I think we win this game. I think in Neyland, I think Florida is way worse than they were last year. I do not believe in Anthony Richardson. I do believe in our team. I think we're a lot better. And I love that they play Utah first. I love that they play Utah. I love that we get Utah film. I love that Utah is up-tempo. They're an actually good team. And it, like, makes me feel better about, like, get the film. Let's see what they're like. Let's see what they're doing. I do expect a lot of running the ball from Florida and a lot of quarterback run from Florida with Anthony Rich because that's what Billy likes. That's what Billy Napier likes. Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> so, last year what I couldn't think of, it was South Alabama. So we ended, we ended up beating the heck out of them, but they did have the one receiver um, that was, you know, whatever, supposed to be a first or second round draft pick, or I don't know what ended up happening. But, yes, you're right. There are some of these guys that are like, oh, wait, that guy's a stud or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so here's another one of my hot takes um, that, that I personally don't feel like a hot take, and I got a lot of buddies that are like, I'll believe when I see it. And, listen, that is totally fair. I to, to say we will believe it when we see it. They've beaten us 14 out of 15 times in the past 15 years or whatever. This is another one just like Pitt. I think we I think we blast Florida. I think it's a perfect storm. I think we're on the up. They're on the down. We catch them at home. I, I, I think we win this game by four by 10, 14, 17 points. I, I really, really do. Like I feel that in my heart, which is probably a bad thing because most of the time when I feel really good about a game. We don't play great, and then other times I'm nervous. We end up blasting them. Like last year, I was nervous about Missouri. We killed them. Nervous about South Carolina. We killed them. You know, um, felt really good about Pitt in, in a certain way last year. But, you know, uh, yeah, I think I think we beat them, and I think we're 4-0 going into uh, at LSU. I mean, that's a pretty big prediction to say it's like the same as Pitt, like, you know, 10, 14 points. But I love it. I absolutely love it. I just, I, I really am. I mean, this, we had we had a good team last year. I mean, they were they were a pretty darn good team. Um, should have been eight, probably eight wins because of, or maybe even nine because of Pitt and the bowl game. Yeah, um, and like I said, with the more depth that we have, I think that is going to help tremendously on the quarterback runs against Anthony Richardson or against some of these other teams and just that depth. Like I said, the only thing, and we'll talk about this, but I, I'm still slightly worried about offensive defensive line interior wise. Yeah. Um, but I, but yeah, my gut feeling is I think we beat Florida. I think it's going to be a great night. I think you and I will be leaving that game, get ready to throw some brews back. I love that. Um, okay. So next up LSU at LSU. That's the concerning part that for me, that's what makes me kind of like, because it's there. I hope to God it is not a night game. I hope it's an early game and we're able to knock it out. Um, But I do think that we can win this. I think there is so much unknown about LSU that we can take advantage of that and we can actually win this game Um, because they're still figuring out their quarterbacks. They're still figuring out, you know, their, um, their running back might be out with injury. They lost a bunch of corners. Uh, they have literally no SEC starts on the offensive line. So it's like they have a lot of new things that they're trying to figure out. So I think we can take advantage of that. Well, yeah, and they're supposed to one of their quarterbacks just quit football. Um, the 
Miles Brennan kid who was supposed to be competing for their starting job just quit this week or whatever. Um, so obviously that's not great. This is one that I will probably end up I, – I don't think we're going to win. And so this will be the one game that I predict that we win and we'll go down there and beat them probably. Um, this is one of the away games that I am going to this year. So I do hope it's a night game or at least 330 because uh, I'm selfish and I want to uh, experience that. Experience. Yeah, Death Valley at night. But um, this is this is my Florida game, meaning I'll believe it when I see it because still – like I, I don't like Brian Kelly. But I think I do think he's a good coach, and um, I think I believe it when I see it. Like we're going to go into Death Valley and win. But yeah. I, but yes, I'm not as worried about it. It's not just an automatic L in my mind um, because they have lost a lot of people. There's a lot going on, you know, whatever the case may be. But uh, this is my first loss, so I will be predicting a loss here. What do you predict? I think I'm going to go with a win. Okay. Wow. So you have us five and zero. Yeah, five and zero. Going to Bama. Well, not at Bama. Bama's home. But going into playing Bama. I like the fact that we're at home, but this team is stacked, dude. They're absolutely stacked. Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. The one, like, arguably one of the best defensive players to come out of college football. Like, people were looking at him like, why didn't he win the Heisman last year? And Will Anderson. And, you know, they always got people waiting to take care, like take advantage of the opportunity to start wide receivers, offensive linemen, the linebackers, safeties. Like they're, they're just in waiting uh, with how many, you know, four or five stars every class has. So I think this is our first loss of the season. I think it's competitive because it's in Neyland, but I do think it's a loss. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's Bama and Nick Saban's fabulous. Their their depth chart is fabulous. Um, I think we play them well. I think they end up winning by fourteen, seventeen, maybe even maybe even twenty one. I think one thing about that is so fortunate for Tennessee on this stretch of Florida, LSU, Bama. I think what is so huge about that Florida game, getting that win, is then we have a bye week. So if you can win Florida and go into that bye week going and having two weeks to prepare and, and rest I think up, that's why I think we'll win that LSU game. I think I think that's massive. I think it's massive. Uh, I don't know who LSU plays the week before or whatever. Um, hopefully it's at least an SEC opponent that will give them a good fight. But, yeah, this is, this is my uh, second loss for us. Okay. And this is All the right, first. So I'm I'm five and one. You're uh four and two. Yeah. Tennessee Martin win. Yeah. Put it down. I'm six and one. You're five and two. Kentucky. I'm saying win. We got him at home now. Will Levis is not that good of a quarterback. I don't know why people think he is. Um they have a new offensive coordinator this year. So it's like, okay, if you're success last year, like you have a whole new offense. So good luck with that. Um, I, you know, they replace a lot of defensive line starters. Uh, you know, they got five DBs that have experience playing and two of them are transfers from other places. So they it's like, they don't really have a lot of depth. Uh, and they're replacing tackles on the offensive line. So I think we are way better than we were last year, and they're not nearly as good as they were last year, and we still beat them. So win again. I, 
once again, I feel great about this game. It's at home. Uh, we beat them last year. I think we're better this year. They're not as good. I think it's a win. Um, they're they're still Kentucky, man. Like we're still better than them. We still have that mental edge over them. I'm much more nervous for Missouri or South Carolina uh, than, than I am Kentucky. And and this is a sneaky finish to the year, like sneaky tough. Like after uh, yeah, the same you, thing. you, you kind of have a you kind of have a break on UT Martin week, but it's like you just went Florida, LSU, Bama, and now you got to go. Kentucky, which at least will be a tough physical game, and then you go Georgia, Missouri, at South Carolina, and then we obviously finish up with Cupcake Bandy. But I, I think I think Tennessee beats Kentucky, um, and I'm not I'm not that worried about it. No. Uh, okay, going to Georgia. You know they've lost like 19 former starters on this team, but they're still so good, so loaded. They've had so many recruiting classes in the top three over the past few years. Like they, they're number three, Georgia for a reason. I think we lose this game. I think this is our second loss. So we, I have a loss to Bama and a loss to Georgia. Um, what say you? Yeah. Loss. Yeah. Loss. Okay. Loss. I, 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 uh, I think that it's at Athens. This is the other, uh, way game that I'm going to, um, I, yeah, I think I think I think we hit him in the mouth. I think we compete. This is it's November fifth, so it's kind of like how is the season gone? You know, yeah. how how are things still going or whatever? But I think the fact that we have to go down there, they're you know defending national championship, yeah, defending champions. Excuse me, but yes, I think we take a loss there. And I, I think maybe- like it's very much like oh, what does this game mean? Like if we have one loss to Alabama, and we go in there, and maybe Georgia has no losses, it's like well, maybe if we win this game then we are in the SEC, like, championship talk. So, it can be very important at the end of the season. Um, Missouri, uh, it's a win. I, I mean, Missouri's been bad, bad recently. <laughs> Their defense is, like, one of the worst. They were one of the worst last year. Um, we just cooked them like crazy. The, the best player they had, that running back, Batty, is gone. So, like, I, I think this is an easy win. Same. In Neyland, too. Yeah, that's that's what makes me feel so so good about this. We blasted them last year at their place. I think I think Eli Lamowitz is is definitely going to want this one. He's going to be cooking everything up, depending on how their season's going. If he's on a hot seat, but he's yeah. got a little a little Lamo in him, and it pisses me off because of how some of the stuff that he said recently and about the vacated wins. And I'm like, bro, you're talking about getting a win from us because we had vacated wins with Pruitt here when you just got drummed like a kajillion to nothing. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I and, but I feel really good about this one because it's it's at home. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at South Carolina, um, you know, by this time we'll know who Spitzer Rattler is, I guess. Uh, you know, is he good? Is he not good? But I still think this is a win. I don't know why – you know, Shane Beamer gets a lot of hype over Hypel for some reason in certain instances. It's like, I don't know why, like you saw the game last year that we played. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I don't see South Carolina being a good team. And I think this is a win. I, I, I would consider this game easier than Kentucky, easier than, I mean, Missouri – might be in Vandy would be the other easier SEC games, but besides that, I'll be honest. I'm nervous about this one um, because of what we did to them last year. 
I'm nervous. This is their revenge game. Yes, and I I'm nervous because I I think Beamer's a, a pretty good coach. I mean, the fact that he's getting out what he like that team, you know, got better throughout the season last year. I mean, even the fact that that team didn't quit on him when we were beating the absolute dog shit out of him early. Yeah. Uh, but I am nervous about this one. I think maybe I'm nervous because personally, like, I don't want to lose a Spencer Rattler. I don't want to lose a South Carolina. They shouldn't be in the same talks as, as Tennessee, in my opinion. Like, they, they've had some really, really good seasons, like, you know, since we've been, you know, I don't know, past 10 years, eight years while Tennessee's been down, they've had some good years. I mean, they beat Bama. They beat Bama. They went to SEC championship. Like, they've had some good times, but, like, I just don't want it to be a, a talk. So, it's like I, I'm i more confident in the that we beat Pitt and that we beat Florida than I am about this one, and it all could be just because of my nerves. So, meaning, like, I don't want to – I just can't – I don't want to lose South Carolina. I don't want to lose a Spencer Rattler. No. Definitely not. So to give my answer, don't want to lose to him, but but I actually think we do. Uh, maybe this is uh, in uh, August twenty first. Is my way of trying to jinx us into a win, but I I think we I think we dropped this game, unfortunately. I, I mean, are you just thinking like, hey, we're not going to be ready for it? Like we're going to be kind of like viewing them as not. No, I don't think that at all. I don't. I don't you think, think like South Carolina is going to be that good at that point. I mean, I, I mean. Well, Tennessee's getting a lot of good hype in a, in a way. Like I, I'm excited. You know, I think there's some good good stuff out there, um, and I think they have the capability to have a, a really good season. For me, a really good season will be nine wins. You know, you know, ten wins with a even if if we get ten wins and that's including a bowl win, I will be freaking ecstatic. Like, I mean, that will be huge in my opinion. So even if we win eight or nine games regular season, like, let's not forget where. There's only year two of hype. Yeah. And, like, the reason I am feeling good about him is because I trust him so much on game day. But I'm also feeling good about this team because we have a senior quarterback who's really – you know, who's a good player. Like, we got some guys um, that are good pieces. But that doesn't necessarily mean I think, like, oh, a South Carolina, we're just going to be able to walk in and beat them. Like, it's it's at South Carolina. Like, this has potential to be a 7 o'clock game and not a super easy place to play. Like, I don't think that we'll overlook them. I just could see it being a close game and them edging us out at the end. You know, yeah. so, you know, like people like I think Tennessee's going to have a good year, but that's my, my opinion of good could be different than someone else's opinion of good. That makes sense. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like we still aren't where we need to be defensive line or offensive line to be 10 and two in in a really close battle with Georgia and Bama type deal that I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. I, I Like I said at the start, there's games that we know for wins. There's games that are on the fence. And there's games that like, hey, this is going to be almost impossible to win. I, like I consider Pitt, Florida, LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina. Five games being on the fence games of like, we could lose, we could win. And I look through them, and I look at their roster, I look at our roster, I look at our growth, I look at their growth, I look what they lost, I look what we lost, and I think we're better than Pitt. I think we're better than Florida. I think we're better than Kentucky. I think we're probably better than LSU, but 
I don't know about LSU. I don't know about their players as much, and we're at LSU. So that's what worries me more about that game. And then South Carolina, like, I feel the most confident that we're better than them. Like, I would be more nervous about Kentucky than I would South Carolina. But I don't know. I mean, by that time in the season, you know, South Carolina could have eight wins or – you know, be on the rise and Spencer Rattler could be doing very well for himself. And then it's very nerve wracking. But as I look at it now, I just don't see a lot out of them. But so let me, let me ask you a quick question before we wrap this up. You're saying there's five games that you're kind of like toss ups. Well, it's pretty funny because all five of those games you're giving us wins. The only, the only losses that you're giving us are Georgia and Bama. And you're saying those aren't real toss ups. So just think how sports work. Just think how competition works. That's basically you're saying that we're those are five toss-ups that could go either way, but yet you're picking us to win all of them. You don't think we drop one of them? And like, and I don't want it to say he's just got too much orange in him. He's too much of a VFL. Yeah. Because last year you said we were going to go five and seven. I said six and six, but I said I, I predicted. So I predicted it right. I said I thought we'd have seven wins. With a bowl, oh, I predicted it halfway right. I said I thought we'd have seven wins, but that's including a bowl win. We mm -hmm. actually had seven wins and should have had eight. So, like you, you said five and seven last year. So you're not always drinking the Kool Aid, but it sounds like right now, you. I mean, you're picking five swing games to go all our way. Like, that's, <laughs> not how sports, that's not how sports works. I mean, yes, that is that is technically correct. I am picking five swing games, but I mean. I feel like there's merit in those swing games. I know there's certain times where, it, like, I look at the roster. The reason why I went, thought five and seven last year is because I looked at the roster. I watched them practice, and I was like, God, dude, there's literally nobody out here. Like, I know that Florida has better guys. I know that, you know, Georgia has better guys. You're talking and, about like, year? these other teams that were going to play last year, I'm like, yeah. I know that they're going to beat us because of who they have versus who we have. I'm like, we don't, we don't have any – thing we don't have enough and now I look at the guys I'm like wow we lost two people on defense and a wide receiver on offense and a tackle we, we lost four total people that like, well we lost we lost three people on well we had we lost Matthew Butler Theo Jackson Alante Taylor yes okay so we lost five total we lost Matthew Butler Theo Jackson Alante Taylor on defense we lost Cade Mays and Bayless Jones and Peyton also, but one and done. But we lost five guys. That's it. Like, I mean, literally looking it up, Georgia lost 19 former starters. 15 of them went to the draft. Four guys transferred. That's, inc that, that's huge. It, and it's just this second year just feels so much better. The fact that they're a year underneath it, the fact that ever, almost all the starters are coming back, like that just gives me more confidence to be like, why couldn't we beat a first-year head coach and Billy Napier at Florida? Why couldn't we beat a first-year head coach at Brian Kelly and LSU who he's never coached an LSU team. He's coached Notre Dame teams. He's coached guys that have to get 3.8 GPAs to even freaking get in there to stay in there. He he's he's been he, you know the the smarties like that like now he's down at LSU but it's just like you're a different coach down there than you are up at Notre Dame like there's a reason why people have success in different places like I just don't like I know LSU is a hub for recruiting but 
I don't think he's going to be there first year at LSU. So that's why I feel like we can win that game. I mean, they're, I mean, they're still trying to figure out quarterback. They might be rotating their quarterbacks at that point. You know, once we get into that season, he still might be like, I don't know. Well, maybe this guy had a bad game. We're rotating this guy in. And, you know, we saw how that worked for us last year. You know, there's no SEC starts among, among the offensive line. They have two transfers on the offensive line from ETSU and Florida International that are going to start for them. So that makes me feel great. Um, and they lost four corners from last year. They lost four corners that played and started. So it's like, I think we have a great chance versus them. And, and I don't know. I, I just – I look at these games. I really break it down. And, like, Kentucky gets me more worried. Uh, like, you know, they're replacing their tackles. They're replacing three of their their three interior defensive alignment. Will Levis isn't that good. They do have a good running back. And their DBs aren't that great. So, you know, our DBs are stacked. We have a huge depth at DB. Our defensive line is pretty much all returning except one guy. Our offensive line is four returners except one guy. Our quarterback is returning off a 30-touchdown, three-interception season, and we have our best wide receiver back again in, in Cedric Tillman. So just like that stuff gives me confidence versus these other teams when you talk about these swing games. I, I don't know. So, like once you really look into it, that's why I'm picking them in our favor. Totally, totally, totally get and understand. Like you said, like someone cannot list – someone – can't can you hear that yeah I mean, it's just i don't know what the hell she's barking at so anyways to wrap this up i totally get where you're coming from and listening to you i don't know how people could be like no no i still i just still disagree like you're making valid points i guess i'm coming from it almost like in the way that i gamble like i'm just going to go off gut oh, feeling yeah. I, because like for me like i want to go off gut feeling if i sit here and diagnose everything and then I'll make a, a pick because it sounds like it's a logical pick. Well, like sports aren't always logical. Like I'll, I'll lose more money when I'm like, Oh, well they have this guy out and they have this guy out. They have this, but it's like, no, like I just have that feeling that they're going to win the game for whatever reason. So you're coming more logical. I'm coming just gut feeling. So I totally get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I hope you're right because you have us going 10 and two. If we go 10 and two, I mean, I'll be, pooping my pants everywhere like I mean I'll have to be getting some new britches some new orange <laughs> britches but like I so I, I I think we go eight and four I think we have nine wins with a bowl win and you think we go ten and two so that's our season predictions I totally get where you're coming from I appreciate too how you looked at everything you saw who they lost you saw this you saw that you know um and maybe you know you know what I'll, I'll hold on to this and then as the season goes on yeah, we'll 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 see like when we go into to the LSU week, depending on how we're are. I'm like, no, I think we're gonna win the game. You know, so we so it can change. But for right now, like especially you know, those later like, games, like that late yeah, slate so, you talked about, like the yeah, and, you know Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, Vandy, like that run, definitely. Yeah, halfway through the season, we'll be like, well, actually, Missouri is better than we thought, or South Carolina is better than we thought, or maybe they're not as good as we thought. So it like switches around. So who knows what might actually happen at that point. Great to be back with you. Uh, I apologize to everyone. This was uh, 
I was excited to be back and it was not good that we had two corners that I absolutely love their film. And so I just rambled on. I, I feel like I still left a bunch of stuff out there to be said. So uh, for the haters uh, that are <laughs> ma- that are mad that I'm back, I apologize to you all. Like, if, mm-hmm. you know, if you really want Kyler to do it solo, then slide in his DMs and <laughs> ask him to have a conversation with me. But I enjoyed to be back. It was it was great to be back. And so, yeah, anyways, good pod. Love having you back. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We love the comments. We love to answer them. Reed loves to answer them. I love to answer them. Um, It's such a fun thing to interact with you guys. If you're listening, please rate and review. Uh, Give us five stars. Download, re-download. That always helps. And share with friends and family. Let them know we have this podcast going. Let them know that a VFL and his good friend who played football also are going to be breaking film down every week of every single game this season. And it's going to be in depth. It's going to be awesome. You guys are going to actually understand what's going on in certain plays. Like it, like it is a fun thing for us. And I love to share with you guys. So super looking forward to that. Um, If you want to follow us at believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main account, at rbacon26 for Reed on Twitter, at Kyler Kerberson for all my accounts, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So follow me there. Um, and just really appreciate every single one of you that listen and follow and comment and reach out. Like, y'all are the best. Seriously, the best. So, as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.